1 Corinthians chapter 1, <clears throat> looking at the problems that they had here. <laughs> Verses 10 and following. And uh, Paul asks three questions. We looked at one of the answer of one of them last week. And the questions are asked at verse 13. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were ye baptized in the name of Paul? So he's laying it on them. <laughs> three questions. Is Christ divided? He answered in verses 10 to 12. That's the first question answered in those verses. Then he answers the third question. Or were you baptized in the name of Paul in verses 14 to 16? And then he answers the second question, last, verse 17 through, through the chapter, through toward the end of the chapter. So we're looking at the answer to the third question was, you know, were you baptized in the name of Paul? Second and that's what we're looking at tonight. They're bickering about or on baptism. <clears throat> and as I mentioned this morning, there have been many people who have died over this issue because they were baptised or they didn't believe in the baptism the way that that church did it in independent Baptist. There are divisions on baptism. Isn't that right? Do you know of churches like that? Um, <laughs> should I say it? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> There's a Baptist bride movement. We're coming home from an NBF once from Sydney. Jill and I, we'd been to one up there and we dropped in at Canberra at a floriard. You know, the, the they have that there, they all the flowers. And we were walking around there and there was a lady we come across that had a stall there and we knew her. And she said, oh, you'd be going to the NBF. I said, no, we've been to it. Oh, no, you'll be going to the NBF in Canberra. I said, no, we've been to the Sydney. Oh, uh -huh. <laughs> there's another one on in Canberra. <laughs> That's the, the other one. <laughs> The other one, right, okay, didn't even know they're having another one. And uh, there's about 40 preachers turning up to it, the bride or one, the Baptist bride one. And you can gather what you say when you hear Baptist bride, that the, they say the church is made up of the Baptist only bride. You see how <laughs> narrow that is? <clears throat> see... I'll make a confession to them if they're listening. <laughs> they're probably not. I wasn't baptised by one of them. I was baptised by my uncle, Uncle Cecil, <laughs> who was ordained by the Church of Christ way, 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 way back. He wasn't a Church of Christ at the time. He was in the independent church, which is the presently the um, Westburn Baptist Church the independent one, um, <clears throat> in the Yarra River of all places, at the clean end of it, at Warburton. <laughs> yeah, yes, along with a cousin and another person, the three of us baptised that day. But Jill, she's got a Reggie Didge ticket of baptism. 
<laughs> she was baptised in a Baptist broad church. <laughs> she didn't know it at the time, so next baptism we have, she'll have to baptise me in, in the river and then I'll be Reggie Ditch and then I'll redo all you guys <laughs> and then we'll be all in the bride. No, <laughs> no, no. You see how nonsensical it is? <laughs> And that's why I haven't asked if you go to one of these and you try to join, you'll have to be rebaptized. But if people come to the church here and they've been baptized by immersion after they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, we count that as for real. Isn't that right, Brother Dunn? Yep. And so when we ask them for their testimony of salvation, their testimony of baptism. And um, I don't think any of you, if we asked you about that, we haven't got all over you that you need to get be rebaptized. But if you weren't saved, or if you say, oh, "Yes, I was baptized when I was a baby," well, yes, you need to get baptized because you weren't a believer when you got baptized. So <clears throat> there is bickerings about baptism among in, amongst independent Baptists. And when we were in Perth the other the other day, I was talking to Brother Watkins. I said, "How you doing?" You know, and How's it going? How many can you fellowship with? He said, he said one. I won't get him in trouble. Can I, can I? <laughs> of, a, of the nine churches in Perth. I said, okay, understand where you're at. Asked who it was, and um, I think your, your husband, Elisha, he goes to the other one when he goes over there. So <clears throat> you see, it is a cause for concern. I could say other things, but I might get people into trouble and cause cause uh, issues. And this was going on before I come here. And I know people that have had debates and pastors and lay people that have had debates about it. They're bickering about baptism. Notice we'll go through a few things here in these verses and then we'll go to some other things. Paul said this. In verse 13, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I baptized in mine own name. And I baptized also the house of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other, for Christ sent me not to baptize but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be of no effect. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the simplicity of the text before us, but the complexity of which man has mixed and messed it up and made this a contentious issue through the ages. I pray, Lord, we'd keep it simple and understandable and that we'd be obedient to the word of God in this issue before us thank you lord for those that have believed and followed you in obedience of baptism and lord identified with you in this ordinance and now follow you all the way we ask your blessing upon our service tonight in jesus name amen <clears throat> Were ye baptised in the name of Paul? Solution? No. 
I was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so what did Paul thank, thank God for in verse 14? I thank God I baptized none of you. Most Baptist preachers would say, I thank God I baptized all of you. Uh, you know what Paul said, and he's an apostle, I thank God I baptized none of you. He wasn't a boaster about how many people he had on, under his belt or on his gun, you know. Notch, 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 notch. I baptized. Look, look how many I baptized in Antioch and in Ephesus and in Corinth and in. <laughs> Not even people that Reggie did baptize. He didn't count them. He didn't do that. Look how many I have in my church. Now, I don't think we have a problem in Australia that much with that issue, but there is American churches. You know, you get them in, get them baptised the same day, of course. Get them in a Sunday school, get them to make a confession, baptise them that afternoon, and you got them numbered, named, and on the roll. Doesn't matter if they come back or don't come back next week, or ever. You've got a name and a number. Isn't that terrible? That's just wrong. And, yeah, the uncertainty of that soul, they've been told they're in. And they're not in at all. They're out of the fold, not in the fold. <clears throat> that's, that's people with pride doing that to them. So Paul said, <laughs> I thank God I baptised none of you. Now you can see where, when we go a little bit further where some other people go with that thought. Who had Paul baptised as he said here? In verse 14 again, I baptised Crispus and Gaius. Well, <clears throat> Crispus, let's go to Acts 18 and see who he was. Where did it go? I had it marked. Acts 18 and verse 8. We read there, And Crispus... <laughs> the chief ruler of the synagogue wow <laughs> believed on the Lord with all his house and so it's probably all of those he baptised many and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptised who knows that Paul didn't baptise all of them but he named Crispus when the chief ruler of the synagogue gets saved and baptised there's a lot of people going to listen and sit up and listen Pray to God that that would happen in Israel now. If the rabbi got saved and baptised, a lot of people would follow. But here Crispus did that, and Paul baptised him. Keep that in mind. Did Paul baptise people? Yes. He named the person. Well, yep. You say, well, he was a Jew, yeah, but he was a way out of, out of town. Not in Jerusalem. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Gaius is another one. Let's go to Romans 16. No, yes, Romans 16 and 23. And we'll find this one. Romans 16, 23. Gaius, my host, and of the whole church, 
saluteth you, Erastus, the chamberlain of the city, saluteth you, and Cortes, a brother. So Gaius, mine host. Who was putting Paul up when he was there visiting? Gaius. And of the whole church. So what else was Gaius doing? He was hosting the church. They didn't have a building. They were meeting in a house. doesn't talk about church buildings in the New Testament, you know. But it does talk about meeting in the houses that they had as an early church. And as well, they didn't have churches because when Titus come down and took over the place and splattered the church everywhere, they would have lost everything. And they wouldn't have had no possessions left, but that they'd sold everything and shared it amongst each other. So when they went, that whatever they had, they took with them. But here, they were meeting in this man's house uh, <coughs> and was probably lived with Paul when he wrote Romans, <laughs> mine host, here. And the other one was another one, and it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verses 15 through to 18. And this is Stephanos, the household of Stephanos, and described in part in verse Corinthians 16, verse 15 to 18, that reads, I beseech you, brethren, know the household of Stephanus, that is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. What a wonderful family. Addicted themselves. You know, when you think of a person addicted, they can't get, they can't stop doing it. <laughs> What a wonderful thing to be addicted to the ministry of the saints, to be addicted to helping other people out instead of helping themselves. I, I get tired of people that are moaning and groaning about me, myself and I all the time instead of being addicted to helping other people. If they started helping other people, they'd stop talking about themselves and the misery they're in all the time. Oh, Anyway, don't get me off on that. <laughs> <coughs> And they're absorbing the time of those that are addicting themselves to the ministry because they want to talk about themselves and the things, problems they have. If they were helping others, they would stop talking about themselves. But these people were addicted to the ministry, this family of the household of Stephanus, that ye submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. I am glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunus and Achaeus, for that which is lacking in your of on your part, they have supplied. Oh, jab, D, twist. <laughs> you should have done it, but they've done it. Jab, D, twist. <laughs> Can you hear him saying that? He did. You, we just read over it and don't get what he's saying. You Corinthians, you got so much. You're in a rich town. You're rich people, and you didn't do it, but they did. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore acknowledge them that are such. Give, give them the benefit for what they've done. So you see, <clears throat> Paul is reflecting on those that did get baptised back in the book of Corinthians through him. I thank God I baptised none of you, so Crispus and Gaius and lest any should say that I had baptised in mine own name. And I've got a question here. What do we see Paul did not do from the silence of Scripture here? He didn't keep a record of people he baptised. It was sufficient that they, their names were written in God's book, not in a book he kept. How important was baptism to these 
early Christian? Well, it was important, but not hyper-important. He, he, you know, we, we keep it, I keep a church role. Pastor Goff kept a church role, and I just kept it going. It's falling apart. <laughs> we may have to get a new one to keep it going, if we're going to keep going, <laughs> in uh, keeping that, that role of those who are baptised. No, no, no. It's not those who are baptised, it's those who become members, actually, and uh, try to keep a, a one separate and uh, go back and find when they were baptised, if we put them in as members, because it's got that in it as well. Uh, <clears throat> in old times, and not so much in our time in our country, in other countries now it is so that if one gets ba- baptised... It will cost them. It will cost them their families. It will cost them their jobs. It might cost them their life. In Islamic countries, it may cost them their life. And Jesus didn't baptise people. And Paul and Peter both allowed their associates to baptise their new converts. Who do we identify, and you've answered this one already, in our baptism? With the person who baptised us or with the Lord? With the Lord. With the Lord. Baptism is a lesser and secondary part of the great commission that's given to us in Matthew 28. Getting people saved is the first and infinitely important, isn't it? Isn't it? For Christ sent me not, Paul said, to baptise in verse 17 of 1 Corinthians 1, but to preach the gospel. That was what? on forefront in the front of Paul's mind to preach the gospel you know and the Stephanos that we is not mentioned earlier that we looked up in Corinthians is there mentioned in verse 16 besides I know not whether I baptized any other so he wasn't keeping books he didn't pull out the record and say these are all the other ones I baptized Um, I think you got a sheet handed out as you came in this evening, is one that we give out in the questionnaire on when uh, one gets baptised. Now, baptism and the question of it has cost me personally something. I didn't realise that it cost me so much until more recently. I don't think I'll go there, but it has cost the issue of baptism because some time back I was. I was confronted with it 16, 15, 16 years ago. I walked in and um, I was confronted with it. And I said, no, no, no. They were saying baptism is not for today. It's not on. It's not a thing we should do today. I said, yes, it is. Uh, no it's not I said well you've got a Johnny come lately doctrine and then it erupted I just tried to stay cool didn't I family (laughs) and um, and I've been told or accused by family members not here that I'm doing the devil's work by baptising people that's how far I went and that I should change the church's name from Baptist to Grace Community Church here at the church. You don't know these things go on. (laughs) 
to a, you know, get rid of Baptist because that's not on for today. It's been a challenge. And uh, I said, no. <laughs> it's, it's not not on. It's not Bible because baptism is for today. And they said, show me in the epistles where it's, uh, it's on for today. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and they were going to turf out the Lord's table as well. And they did. <laughs> the issue of baptism will cost... You know, there's, there's issues that come up all the time. Let's go through the baptism sheet and then we might get into some more. Well, here's a... Here's a, a, a at that time, 2006, I got an email from a pastor in America because I was just emailing around you. Have you faced this issue? And this one come back via another pastor. It has been a major problem in, in at least one instance. I lost my visitation soul-winning partner to that doctrine. He read Stam's book and said it made more sense about explaining baptism as for the early church, Jewish church only. Now he doesn't believe that baptism is for the church today. The mystery is the big thing. This group basically believes that only the writings of Paul are for the church. He says that the Great Commission, especially Mark 16, about the signs, was for the apostles and the early church only. Today, the church's commission is the ministry of reconciliation. I asked him what would be the difference if I led a soul to the Lord carrying out Matthew 28, 19 to 20, and if he led a soul to Christ carrying out 2 Corinthians 5, 18, that talks about reconciliation. He was really taken off guard and, like Moses, was a man of slow tongue. Really, he wasn't able to tell me any difference. That's, a, that's one email I got, got back after that. <clears throat> Let's go through this baptism sheet and see if you can answer these like, like this. I, I pray you're able. Maybe you got one of these when we... It's on the back sheet of the baptism questionnaire we give, gave out or gave to people wanting to be baptised. Why, who, when, and all these. <clears throat> Baptism. Why should we be baptised? Matthew 28, 19 to 20. But you see, they'll come straight at you and say, oh, no, Matthew's not appropriate for the church today. Okay? That's what they'll say. <laughs> Neither is Acts 2.41. But anyway, this is the one we use. Fill in the word there. Why should we be baptised? Obedience, yes. And, and, and in Peter, 1 Peter 3, 2. Oh, but that's not for the church today. Uh, Peter, not for the church today. Oh, no, he was one of the apostles down in Jerusalem. <laughs> you see, when I was first hit with whoa, let me think what you're trying to think. Help me to think what you're trying to say. I couldn't get my head around it for a while. And it took about a year and a half to try to study and get what they were saying. A, a waste of time. <laughs> That's why my, my, my head's not like it should be now. <sighs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not going around the twist. But it, what's the word there? And have a good conscience. conscience. Have a good conscience toward God. Baptism is the answer of a good conscience toward God, that I'm following him in obedience. In obedience. Baptism, baptism is a, and you can almost, oh, I've had people fill this one out, and I've got three, three different answers that could be fitted in here. 
and people have probably struggled with this one, is a... Yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> Commandment. No, another one. That's not the one that I had in mind when I put this together. What do you do? What's good to have around? Is you invite your family and your friends because you're making a... That's another one I had in too. <laughs> it has to start with C. That sort of... He that confesses me before... Confession. <laughs> confesses me before men. Him will I confess before my Father who is in heaven. So either three would do there. <laughs> um, who should be baptised? Matthew 28 and 29. Making, we go into all the world and make disciples. In Acts 8... Talking about the Ethiopian eunuch, only believers, believers should be baptized. When? Well, the last answer gives the answer. After you have believed. When God convicts your conscience. Where? Well, there's no answer needed there, but. Where there's sufficient water found. And that doesn't mean you need a saucepan to scoop it out of a puddle either. <laughs> it needs to, there's enough water. Here is water. What hinders me to be baptized in this <clears throat> river? <laughs> much water. Much water. There's much water. Or the Jordan where the Lord was baptized. And, and then and the word baptizo from which bapto meaning to dip like dyeing a garment. Jesus went up out of the water, out of the water. John was baptizing because there was much water. Ethiopian eunuch went down into the water. And so it is the word immersion, immersion into the water. What does it picture? D stands for death to sin burial I heard and resurrection the death, death burial and resurrection of the Lord it pictures that and we're ident whoops uh, who do we identify with in baptism Jesus Christ it's simple but this is what we believe about baptism baptism is Identification with his death, his burial, and resurrection. Simply put, in that. <clears throat> so, in my issue with being questioned about this, I went from the place being challenged down to Jill's parents' place <laughs> and said what had just happened <laughs> to us. And uh, Jill's dad jumped up and zoomed off to the bedroom. 
<laughs> I've got something. <laughs> and he come back a few minutes later, having searched for a while, and he pulled out a chart. And he said, back just after the Second World War, <laughs> I was in the, he was in the medical corps, and he had the same issue come up in England <laughs> from a fella from America that was putting, pushing the same thing then. <laughs> and he said, this is the chart I put off after he left and sorted out with all the fellows that were in the Christian group that they had there in the medical corps. And he said, this is what I presented to them and sorted it all out with those folks <laughs> that were there. And uh, he come to the same conclusion I had thought of, <laughs> that it's not on. You know, it's <clears throat> this doctrine is known as hyper-dispensationalism. It teaches the things that are listed on the... Did you get an outline of that as well? I think Elise might have put one out. Is it? Okay, it's there. <clears throat> this is the things, the seven things that are basically given there. <clears throat> Known as hyper-dispensationalism, it's characterised by making sharp divisions between the ministry of Christ and that of the apostles, and a further dividing Paul's teaching from that of Peter and the other apostles. Some of the well-known teachers of this hyper-ultra-dispensationalism, now I'm a dispensationalist, but I'm not a hyper, and it's Mr Bullinger, <laughs> of the, one of the teachers, and Cornelius Stamm. Now, there are some stams that were missionaries, and we use their material. It's not the same people. And I started getting them mixed up. O'Hare, <clears throat> Charles Welsh, Sellers, Nock, Baker, and other varieties and other people. And the, four, the seven points, just quickly, the four Gospels are entirely Jewish and contain no direct teaching for the churches. Yet, the writer of Hebrews, let's turn there, and we might have to carry this into another week, because I think it's important we know you'll come across it. I hadn't heard about it, and it was going before the First World War. This is, this is going back early in 19-something and uh, had been pushed around the world. And it is a Johnny-come-lately doctrine. Huh. Um <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 says this, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? Did you get what was just said? <laughs> the salvation was spoken by whom? The Lord. The Lord. <laughs> when did the salvation that we preach begin to be spoken about by the Lord carried on by the apostles and taught by Paul consistently taught the same gospel not a different gospel that salvation was consistently being taught progressively being revealed God also bearing them witness with signs and wonders through whom the apostles the signs and wonders and diverse miracles that happened the gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will was confirming that this was of God. And so the same gospel of salvation that was preached by the apostles was preached by the Lord Jesus and was preached by Paul.
had to believe by faith. <laughs> Old Testament, New Testament, tribulation saints, they had to believe by faith. The, and the message is consistent, is it not? So the Lord's presenting himself, and, uh, but these people put a real, they, they sort of cut it clear. No, it was different, different, different. <laughs> but it is no. It was being progressively revealed, given, but they put a sharp delineation between the gospel preached by Christ and that preached to the apostles who followed. In fact, the gospel of John presents exactly the same gospel as that preached by Paul. And further in 1 Timothy, if we go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 3, we have this written. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness, he ties his doctrine with that of Christ consistently given. So the gospel and the teaching of that is all appropriate for the church then and now. Now, we have to admit, and if you look at the dates, it's important to see when things were written. Matthew, Mark and Luke were written before the destruction of Jerusalem. You, you have a look at the dates. Some of them just before the destruction. And some of the epistles were too. Quite a few of them. But John wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John after the destruction of Jerusalem. In fact, Revelation and 1st, 2nd, 3rd John were written 90 AD. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. So there's a change of tone. They can see the kingdom's not coming. They'd hoped it would. There was no set dates, and still there's no set dates for the Lord coming and the kingdom to be established. And we're 1,900 years, as I said this morning, away from it. <clears throat> the Jews still believe the kingdom's coming. Good on them, and so do we. <laughs> but not yet. And, and the question they asked early in Acts, they were saying, uh, when are you going to establish the kingdom, Lord? <laughs> not for you to know. Just, and then immediately the Lord said in Acts 1.8, Go in Judea, Ju Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and uttermost parts of the world. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Take this good, good old gospel, good news to all the world, and tell them. We're not getting far. That's point one. Point two of what they say. The book of Acts is also largely Jewish. Hyper-dispensationalists commonly believe that after Christ was rejected by Israel in the Gospels, that they were given a second chance to receive the kingdom in the first part of the book of Acts. Thus they teach there are two different churches viewed in the book of Acts. And the true Pauline church only started after either, take your choice, Acts 9, Acts 13, or Acts 28. The church, and, and a new person that started with, when they first got into it, Acts 28. They took their choice right at the end of the book of Acts, the last chapter. Then they come back to Acts 13, after I talked to them for a while. Then they get, come back to Acts 9. And I said, Nick, keep going. <laughs> Acts 2, Acts 2, keep going. <laughs> and you'll be right. 
Acts 2, Acts 2 Pentecost. <laughs> the church mentioned in the first part of Acts allegedly refers to the, a different church than that of Paul's prison epistles. The early church in Acts is simply an aspect of the kingdom preached in the Gospels. Okay. Most of the book of Acts is therefore discounted as a guideline for the church today, they say. Yet at the very end of the book of Acts, we still find Paul preaching about the kingdom. In fact, he still talks about the kingdom in, in his epistles in 2 Thessalonians 1, 5 and 2 Timothy 4, 1. <clears throat> well, we can... We can see an obvious transition in the book of Acts, and we say Acts is a transition into the church age. Not everything in Acts continues to be in effect in the churches today, and we say that. There are some things that are transitional. For instance, give me one. Some things we don't do today. Tongues. Healing. You know, the, the gift of healing, the gift of tongues, apostolic signs, their gift... Sign gifts, prophecies uh, of things that are going to happen now, you know, to you, to me, today, this week. That'd be good to know, wouldn't it? But that's not for today. <laughs> Hegabus was it? He, he was a prophet then in the, early, in the early church. This does not mean that there are different gospels and different churches in various parts of Acts. No, it doesn't mean that. The book of Acts is a book about and, and for and about and and for the churches the pattern of the first church is described in acts 2 is the pattern for the churches throughout the age for even for today except for the temporary and unique aspects pertaining to the coming of the holy spirit and the apostolic miracles thirdly they say the mysteries given to paul are different are a different revelation from that given to Peter and the other apostles. And only Paul's writings are directly for the church today. So, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> they say that only Paul's writings are for today. So, what are the other writings in the New Testament that are not for today? Anything other than Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts? Out the window. Okay, go to the other end of the New Testament. Maybe even Hebrews. And then after Hebrews? Oh, help me. James. One, two, three, John. First and second, Peter. Jude. And Revelation. When they said that to me, I knew they loved love prophecy I said ah <laughs> revelation <laughs> you're going to turf that one too and they didn't like me saying that <laughs> because it's got so much truth in there <laughs> about what's going to happen it's for now I knew some folks in Wagga that I was told about brethren folk that converted to this stuff just older people and they love celebrating the Lord's table brethren people do and they turf the Lord's table and you know what they said after a while they, I think they still go along with this they said we really miss the Lord's table 
And so, and they said, and their relatives said to them, "Why don't you just start doing it again?" <laughs> because it's it's right. <laughs> it's right to celebrate the Lord's table. Amen. You know. Where is the teaching on the Lord's table laid down? Okay, what epistle is it spelt out in? Paul's. Paul's. <laughs> oh, but, but it was you know given down there in the book of Acts, and but it was started in the Gospels. You see, the Lord said, you know, before he even died, he he set it in motion. You see how sad it is with some of these doctrines that are taught? It's terrible that people get hoodwinked and older people who should know better in, into the getting ripped off. And there's one verse that came to mind when I, when, when the, on the day I was sort of hit with this, Ephesians. Let's go to that. We'll, we'll, we'll get into the other ones because baptism's thrown out too. They say this is a this is a continuation of circumcision. You try and tie that together from the Old Testament, and that's sort of the they're all baptized in the sea. You see the Old Testament saints. Do you remember when they went through the Red Sea? They went under and up again. So you can see how they tried to do that. Ephesians chapter two. In verse 20. So the mysteries given to Paul are a different revelation from the that given to Peter and the other apostles, I said. Only Paul's writings are direct directly for the church today. The other epistles such as Hebrews, James, and the ones we've just named are not in a direct sense for us. Yet Paul himself... <coughs> said that the church is built, and let's read it, upon whom? In verse 19, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. What is the household of God? It is the church. It's the church. And are built upon. What is the church built upon, folks? <laughs> the apostles and the prophets, and Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone. That's consistent. Christ is the foundation. The apostles and the prophets of the early church are the part of the foundation in whom all the building, we're part of the building, we're the capstone, we're the ridge cap, whatever. We're, we're, on the, we're the finishing touches. We might be a bit of the paint on the building now. Fitly framed together, groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye are also built together for an holy habitation of God through the Spirit. That's it. We've been put together by God from then till now, from Christ, the apostles. It's all one building. There's no two churches. Baptism, the Lord's table, and it depends on whom you talk to among them of different ones. And uh, if we went a little bit further, you'd find another character that I don't associate with. Peter Ruckman is in there. You know, he, he's written against them, but he's like 
builds a straw man against them. He says, he's, he, oh, they're no good, but he's one of them. <laughs> and if you know about Peter Ruckman and his extremes on the King James Version, you don't go near him. And if you've ever heard him preach, you don't touch him with a 10-foot pole because <laughs> he sounds like a very angry, upset man. And, and, and if you know a bit about his family, no, no, don't go there. <laughs> so, yep, <coughs> and we'll... Sorry? And he's got followers. Yeah, he's got followers. The other points there we may, if I'll look through and see if it's worth covering any more of this, that <coughs> um, the bickering about baptism and, and baptism and all the other things that are involved in this go together. Um, Peter's gospel is different to Paul's to baptism and the Lord's Supper not for the church different ways to, of salvation in the Old Testament tribulation and millennium Ruckman <laughs> reading his on that one I thought mm-hmm. I, can, I, 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 can, I can read the verses he reads and I can see why he says it but he's interpreted them wrong and these heresies cause confusion division within the church and um, good books that refute them I didn't do that when I started because these are the books that I was given to read and make sure I studied them properly. Things that did... I won't advertise them, but all these books on different people by different ones that was given to read these and you'll be converted. I wasn't converted. Because I want to refer to them. <laughs> Stam stuff. I should put spam stuff. That's the author that most was, was given, and others. Baker. <laughs> One of them's written a book against it. Baker's dozen. <laughs> it's uh, it's if it wasn't so, you could laugh if it wasn't so serious for what they've they've put out. Deceptions everywhere. Just stay by the book. And sometimes it's almost like you've got to go back to the older writers to say, where's the standard anymore? Be careful. Be careful what you get and buy. <clears throat> Be careful what you read and who you listen to. Know where they're coming from. Know about their family. Know about their associations who they're tying themselves with and who they're associating with before you start reading and wasting some time on them. And be wise. Know the, know the, know the book. <laughs> know the book so that you don't get tripped up. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. It gives us direction and stability. Lord, let us not try to defend an organisation or a system, but let's defend you and your word. Lord, know what we believe and why we believe it. It's because you said it. Your holy apostles and prophets said it and wrote it down under inspiration. And Lord, we can defend it because of that. Not because mum and dad said it. Not because the pastor said it even. Not because some, some favourite writer said it. But because your word declares it and the other Bible verses back it up. 
Scripture backs it. Lord, bless us as we part and help us to be students of your word and defend it as it defends itself. Lord, bless us as we go our way and become more studious about what we believe and understand. In Jesus' name, amen.